TTELT Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers podcast, a program of the Educators Worldwide nonprofit organization. My name is Kira Sage, and today we're going to ask the question what is task based learning and how can it be useful for my classroom? We'll be talking to Anesh Daya to see how he implements task-based learning in his classroom, where he puts his learners on the spot to speak English. Hello, I'd like to welcome my guest, Anesh Daya from On The Spot Language in Canada. Welcome, it's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, deep gratitude to yourself and all the great work you're doing and uh, what this podcast is doing and, and giving all of us educators a, a voice to be able to share our passions and what drives us and to give some useful tips for other teachers. Now, you created this new program that's centered around task-based learning. What exactly is that? So it's actually not new. We actually started it in, in 2013 um, on the spot language. And it, it was actually based on my own learning experiences when I was thrown into a new language and, and culture, um, going to Taiwan and learning my numbers one to 10 on the airplane. And when I landed and someone's like, and I'm like, er, said the number two. And I, at, it was at that point where I realized he was asking me, where are you from? So I, did, I needed language, functional real life language that I needed not just to survive in the country, but like, you know, you know, could I get a bowl of beef noodle soup? You know, that's going to allow me to thrive in a new culture and language. And so um, I basically gave myself different tasks every single day while I was in Taiwan, whether it be navigating the city, you know, uh, you know, where would I find the nearest subway station or, you know, being able to compliment someone, you know, you know, I really like your smile or, you know, little things like, oh, I really like your clothes, you know, you mind if I ask where you got your shirt or jacket and so giving myself these tasks. And then by the end of six months, I was speaking Mandarin fluently. And this wasn't based on I had learned all the grammatical structures or, you know, I just learned through acquisition and applying and talking to 100 strangers a day. And then coming back to Toronto after that experience and sitting down in a traditional classroom for nearly five years and students not really actually being able to apply anything mm. that they were learning in the classroom outside in the real world to really efficiently acquire a language, right? So then after getting um, laid off at my job because I didn't have a university degree and you could share that video if you'd like, I, I started my own experiential language immersion program through language coaching and the process and, and how we go about doing that and guiding students how to effectively make the city their classroom by actually going to different locations every day. And part of those locations, there's a certain cultural learning point that they're learning about the city, about the country. 
And at the same time, and I know you've got <laughs> like I've got all these. Questions. I want to jump in and ask some I questions. Know. This is grand. Um, yes. And, and so learning culture because there's no language without culture right but also connecting with the locals getting them outside getting them comfortable with the uncomfortable um, and really getting them equipped with a language learning resiliency tool belt um, that would help them become confident speakers and so to answer your question Task-based learning is an approach that has roots in the communicative language teaching method, where the teaching process is done by entirely through communicative tasks. In order to fully acquire language, it must have real meaning by being used in natural contexts. <laughs> Love that definition. And your backstory completely defined. Yeah, you are, you are the complete definition of task-based learning. But... So then what kind of skills for my teachers listening, what kind of skills can you develop and turn into a task? How do you connect those? So we have tasks, for example, like let's just say they want to learn new vocabulary. They have to every day they have to find uh, a newspaper, circle a vocabulary in the newspaper that they don't know turn to someone on the bus, streetcar, subway, and say, excuse me, would you be able to help me? Um, what exactly does ambitious mean? And someone says, oh, it just means, you know, you're, you're really, um, you, you're a go-getter. What do you mean by go-getter? And so they're, they're learning through, by talking to the stranger. And so they're learning a little bit of, you know, these kinesthetic, skills because they're in context they're in a situation they're physically holding something and they're talking to someone and can they understand everything someone's saying maybe not but they're given the tools and the language what do you mean by that how do you spell that could you please write that down would you be able to help me make a sentence with that and then by the end of it, they're like, oh, so where are you from? How long have you been here? Oh, how do you like Toronto so far? And then they forget about they're even talking about the vocabulary word. And so through that process, what they're learning is a little bit of scaffolding. If you think about language, how you start with a base mm -hmm. and then you build on that, you know, simply little things like, um, what do you mean by, how do you spell that, you know, and then building up to that you know, the next level of what the conversation, where it might take you. Yes. And then getting students equipped with, again, the sentences that most foreigners, or, I mean, most locals are going to ask you, or you're going to get asked. So another skill could be resiliency, failing forward, you know, learning how to fail, enjoying the failure process, because nothing is perfect. Well, if you're doing things online or you're doing things in the classroom, you have that kind of safe space environment. But I always say it's, it's a little bit important to feel a little bit of fear every day, <laughs> you know, and you're developing resiliency, you know. Um, so another skill, jumping into a conversation. So yes. maybe there are two or three people having a conversation. How do you jump into that? Is that rude, Anish? I can't do that. Oh, excuse me, guys. That quick question. Sorry, I just got in from Japan. And oh, sure. What's up? Um, 
I'm just curious, is this building named after anyone or anything? And they're like, uh, well, yes, it's named after, you know, da, 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 da. And they're like, oh, okay, sorry. And, you know, that does, that takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. But again, as a language coach, because we're out there with them, we're role modeling it. We're role modeling how to do this. And so when they apply it, they're given corrections like, oh, you know what, maybe you could have done this better or you could have done this better. And so, you know, there's a plethora of different activities and skills. We go to the restaurants with students like, and, you know, this is my first time here and I have no idea what to get. You have any personal recommendations? So talking to the waitress at a restaurant, you know, going to a bank and say, you know, um, I'd like to withdraw a hundred dollars, you know, could I get five twenties? Could I get five twenties? So every task, there's a learning point um, and they're developing a, a wide range of different skills. Now, in this particular program, to me, it sounds that you are working mainly with international students. These are adults. Is that correct? Yeah. So we've actually run teen programs um, where we've actually had high school students come from abroad and, and take our program because it's the best time to learn a language is, you know, when you're in that high school age, when you're living abroad. Um, but yeah, we mostly work with adults, um, international students who are here um, studying for six months to a year studying abroad. But we've also started helping newcomers and, and refugees as part of language settlement because they really need that when they first come to a country, you know, how to go to the supermarket, what aisle would I find halal meat, or, you know, being able to do that parent teacher interview or open a bank account. And, and so real functional language for also newcomers, but yes, all at the moment, all adults. Okay, thank you. This is important for our teachers who want to implement this task based learning into their practice. And actually, that was my next question leading into how could a teacher in, let's just say, Egypt, implement task-based learning in their own classroom or maybe even outside? What I would do in a big part of, of our program is actually community building and so in, in networking. And so if that teacher in, in, in Egypt has maybe... Uh, friends or connections or local restaurants where there are foreigners, you know, make, build that relationship with the local restaurant or cafe where there, there could be foreigners and maybe plan an activity to go to that restaurant, but then maybe in the classroom, get them prepped. Like, so, okay, you're going to ask, what are your hours this week? What are your hours this week? And if they say we're open Monday to Friday, then you can ask, what about on Sundays? What about on Sundays? because maybe most places are closed. So giving each student a task that they can maybe go to a restaurant and maybe, or a cafe and, and apply some of these sentences. You could also role model a cafe in your classroom and act it out, you know, practice the language and have someone be the, the cashier or the waiter and just role play these different tasks. Um, for me, a big part of learning is, we learn in motion. So is it better to be outside and do it in context in the real world? Yes. But as long as you're not sitting down and you're still doing it, you know, you're getting oxygen to the brain and you're, you can still 
apply and role play it in a classroom. So that is uh, one way of, of, of doing, I mean, you can do multiple ways of doing um, task-based learning uh, in the classroom, but role-playing, yeah. Thank you for all of those different strategies for us to implement task-based learning in our classroom. Would you say that this primarily works at a certain language learning level, or does this work with all levels? For, for me, from my experience, all levels. If anything, it works better with even lower level students because they're not thinking about grammar, right? And so they're, whatever they're learning is everything's new and they're just going to take it for what it is. Not like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. the verb and the preposition and the adverb, they're not thinking about that so much. So um, in, you know, the, the big difference is that, you know, each learner is actually different. They have multiple intelligences. And so you're working. So with different kinds of learners. So if a teacher can somehow customize and get to know that individual learner, it's really tough to customize when you have a classroom of 15 or 20 students, um, which is why we only have three in our program uh, because it's customized learning and each student's goals are also different. And so if you can get to know your learners and their wants and needs or their interests or their passions, regardless of their level, you know, if you can make it fun, engaging, um, yeah, just if you can make the learning process enjoyable for them at the end of the day, as an educator, that's what we want. Well said. Thank you so much for all of the great tips you've provided today so that we can get some tasks in our class. Are there any important things that we need to take into account before we try this? Yes, um, I would say, you know, if you're planning to take your learners outside and take them out into the real world, get them to understand the process of how to go about doing that. Cause also getting them prepared for rejection, you know, there's a lot of mental trauma that could come from just suddenly throwing someone in the deep end. So, you know, practicing that in the classroom, several times getting them used to like, excuse me, a quick question, you know, and squinting your eyes, leaning over and, you know, quick question. I want to know bank near here. So getting students prepared for that in the classroom before taking them out and being intentional with it, um, because you could seriously hinder a student's learning by suddenly throwing them in the deep end as well. So preparation is key. <laughs> preparation and managing those affective filters before you get them mm. off of the deep end and into the city. Thank you very much for being here today and sharing what on the spot is and task-based learning and how we can also do this in our classroom. It was a pleasure Thank to have you here, Anish. Thank you. Thank you. This week was on task-based learning with our guest, Anish Daya from Toronto, Canada. We learned how task-based learning can help our students to develop the four language skills and to discover new words, phrases, and expressions to build their English speaking fluency. We'll see you next week with a new episode with another teaching tip for English language teachers. See you next time.